November 16th, 2021. We're in Masechet Rosh And if you count from the top, I think it's 16 lines down. It's the third word on the line, Rabbi Yoseh Bar Yehuda Omer. You see that? It's almost in the middle of the page. And uh, the Gemara is picking up on the end of the Beraita, which we saw at the beginning of the Amud. At the beginning of the Amud, really beginning on the bottom of the last one, we saw this story with Rabbi Akiva. Well, let's just very briefly read the story. If you recall, uh, Rabbi Akiva went down, he started picking, or he finished the picking of his etrog tree and fruits from it on the first of Shevat, which is a significant date. According to Bet Shammai, that's the Rosh Hashanah La Perot, La Ilanot. According to Bet Hilel, it's on the 15th. And what did he do after being Melaket, after picking off the etrogim on that first of Shevat? Nahad Bo Isurim, which means to say, in a fancy way, as Tosafot explained, he then took Ma'aser, not only Ma'aser Rishon, of course, but he took Ma'aser Sheni and Ma'aser Ani, which means to say he found a way and saw it fit to take Ma'aser as if it was the second year and the third year of the Shemitah uh, years. In other words, if it was the second year, he needed to take Ma'aser Sheni. If it's the third year, he needed to take Ma'aser Ani instead of taking either or. He took both, and we were uncertain exactly why he took both. The initial understanding of the Biraita was because he was nervous, and that's what the Gemara questioned, whether the halacha was like Beit Shammai or like Beit Hilel, that the first of Shivat was going to designate this as a new year, in which case, according to Beit Shammai, the status is you're already in year three, you need to take Ma'asir Ani, or if the 15th is going to establish it as the new year, and he took it on the first, it's therefore going to be established as the second year. That was the initial understanding of the Gemara. Of course, the Gemara fell off of that and said it's rather that he just didn't know what the true opinion of Beit Hilel was. It was a safek. That's how we finished the day yesterday. But the second part of the Beraita says that wasn't his safek at all. He had a different doubt. What was his doubt? His doubt, said Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda, was whether the halacha was like Rabban Gamliel or Rabbi Eliezer. Who are those wonderful rabbis? Well, we saw in the Mishnah, four lines from the top, they disagree about whether an etrog is fully equivalent to all fruit trees with regards to halacha, or whether it has one difference when it comes to our issue of ma'asir. What do you mean one difference when it comes to our issue of ma'asir? Perhaps when it comes to ma'asir, it should be considered, says Rabban Gamliel, like a vegetable tree or vegetable bush. Why would you consider an etrog, which seems like a fruit, smells like a fruit, and grows from a tree as if it's in any way like a vegetable? And again, if it's like a vegetable, it goes based on likita, based on being picked, not based on hanata, in other words, the ripening of when those flowers fall off the tree. Why would you liken it to a vegetable, as Rashi cited from the Gemara in the first Perik of Masechet Kiddushin? It's because etrog trees, contrary to an apple tree, perhaps even an orange tree and a grapefruit tree, although there's a safik about those lahalacha, certainly contrary to an apple tree or a pomegranate tree, an etrog tree, uh, it's necessary to water it. It doesn't just uh, consist uh, and, and subsist based on the rains uh, that uh, fall from the heavens, but rather you need to water it. it. It, generally speaking, used to be on the side of a river. Well, that being the case, maybe it's more similar with regards to specific aspects of it to a vegetable, and therefore, according 
to Rabban Gamliel, although we'll generally speaking consider it like a fruit, when it comes to ma'asir, it'll go based on when it's picked. Well, that all being the case, that's the mahlokit that Rabbi Akiva was uncertain about, he was nervous about. Let me review it for you. He's standing on the first of Shivat. The first of Shivat, he picks the fruit off the tree. Does picking the fruit off the tree on the first of Shabbat have any significance? Or are we just looking toward the ripening, the hanata, the time when this tree is going to, like other fruit trees, ripen? That's the safik. Jesse asked appropriately yesterday, but we're on the first of Shabbat. So picking it on the first of Shabbat, you're determining for us, Rabbi Akiva, as being a significant cutoff, perhaps, with regards to it was picked after or on the first of Shabbat, whereas beforehand it ripened. And so that's why you're determining in this circumstance that according to the opinion that it goes based on ripening, that took place before the first of Shabbat. And as a result, you're considering it like the second year. If it goes based on the picking, like Rabban Gamliel, so then it's on the first of Shabbat, and it goes as if it's the third year. Just yes, but that's the opinion of Beit Shammai. The first of Shabbat is Beit Shammai. Important question as well, says Charlie, if you're going to go based on a vegetable, comparing it to vegetables, well, our Mishnah told us on the Yerakot goes based on Aleph Betishre. The assumption over here is that we're going based on vegetables only with regards to when you pick it, but not with regards to the timing on it, which is a fascinating reality as well. The Gemara will indeed deal with that issue as well, Charlie. But back to the, just the, I, I, would, I hate to call it the basic issue over here. So as the Gemara, again, about 16 lines from the top, Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda Omer, Lo minhag bet shamayu bet hilel nahagba, Rabbi Akiva's circumstance, Rabbi Akiva's humrah, if you will, of treating this tree as if it's both second and third year produce, was not because of his safik in the realm of bet hilel, bet shamayu, alef bishvat, tetva bishvat, elo minhag rabban gamliel verbili well, that's an interesting thing. If his cutoff was the first of Shevat and the picking was after, after first Bishvat or on the first of Shevat, it means he's following the opinion of Beti Leil. Because if you follow the opinion of Beti Leil, irrespective of when uh, I determine ripening or picking, both took place before the 15th of Shevat. And the status, of course, should be second year. Clearly, according to this interpretation, Rabbi Yosei Bar Yehuda, you're suggesting that Rabbi Akiva follows Beit Shammai. In addition to the interesting and strange thing that we don't generally follow Beit Shammai, what are you going to do with the songs of Tu Bishvati Gia? There's no longer a time in Rabbi Akiva's time, it appeared. Says the Gemara, it's just inconceivable. It's hard to believe that. Amar bihanina v'itemar bihananya hacha be'etrog shehantu perotav kodem so much so is the Gemara not willing to accept that Biakiva just goes like Beit Shammai over here, that it suggests the far-off, perhaps, circumstance, which goes as follows. This tree had ripened the previous year, which means to say I'm standing on the first of Shevat right now, I'm Rabbi Akiva, this tree that I'm looking at with an etrog on it had really ripened 12 plus months ago. In other words, it was prior, or 12 minus a little months ago, it was prior to the 15th of Shevat 
of the previous year, which means to say everything's flipped in terms of two and three over here. If you follow the opinion that it goes based on picking, well, in this circumstance, I'm after the 15th of Shivat picking, because it's the last year's 15th of Shivat, and I'm picking it, means I'm already into year number three. If you go based on ripening, well, almost 12 months ago, this tree was already ripened, and has the status of two. Same thing. You know, when I refer to the ripening, I'm referring to the fruits. It's hanata. It's when the when the flowers fall off before the fruit even comes in. So it sounds crazy, says Jesse. The interesting thing, and that's why the Gemara can suggest this over here, is that when it comes to etrog trees, that's the way it works. Etrog trees will bear their fruit for quite a time, whereas an apple tree, the apples fall off at their state of ripening. You ever go to an apple orchard, this much I have done, and you'll see them all over the floor once you pass the ripen time. With, with etrogim, they'll just, you ever seen Moroccan etrogim, for example, they get huge because they just stay on the tree without falling off. It's the type of trees. It's one of the other interpretations of the Gemara of Peri Eitz Hadar Masechet Sukkah that it's Hadar Ba'ilan Mishana Leshana. It, if you were to leave it alone, it can live on the tree for a very long period of time. Instead of Idur, as I mentioned yesterday, from water, it's Hadar. It just hangs out on the tree. It has a way of spanning generations, if you will. So it's not so off, so crazy to make this suggestion that it's been on the tree for over a year, and as a result, the Be'akiva is not fat. But then why are you talking about? Says the Gemara, and the truth is, Ubedinu, and in truth, this whole halacha that Rabbi Akiva was dealing with, it could have been in any of the 11 months prior to Aleph Bishavat. Right? It could have been in Kislev, and it could have been in it could have been in any month beforehand. Why could it have been in any month beforehand? Keep in mind, it was already ripened from 2020. Right, or whatever. Tafshin Pe'alef, it was already ripened from then. It just was sitting on the tree until now. Our issue of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Akiva determining this, Rabbi Akiva is only questioning, well, it ripened before the 15th of last year, of 2020, and I'm now picking it afterwards. It could have been he did it on Tetzayin Bishvat 2020. The fact that it was Aleph Bishvat 2021, Kachaya. It's just ma'asesha'ya kachaya, says the Gemara. That's the first suggestion. Again, it's a difficult suggestion, but the Gemara has so much so, will not accept, does not feel comfortable accepting Rabbi Akiva, was Philip Holland, the opinion of Bet Shammai, according to the interpretation of Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda, that it will make this suggestion. Says the Gemara, one last suggestion with regards to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbina, Amar, Keroch Vetane. Likroch means to wrap up. Taneh means to teach. In other words, his suggestion, Ravina, right now is you need to now reread that statement of Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda, whom we've been suggest, which we've been suggesting until now. Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda, we saw him on the top of the page, the two words before the end of the line. Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda, Omer, if you recall, said this is not a mahluk between Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel, which Rabbi Akiva was deliberating about. It's not that matter which was bothering him. It was rather a bangam leon bili ezer. As it says, Ravina, you know something? We're missing a few words over there. Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda was not just disagreeing with that detail of Rabbi Akiva's uncertainty with regards to Bet Shammai Bet Hillel. He was also disagreeing with the facts on the ground. In other words, as the Gemara, this is what Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda actually stated. He's disagreeing about the, the facts of the story. That's right. He completely redoes the story. There, furthermore, and then the words that we know of Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda uh, 
that the mahloket, that the issue which Rabbi Akiva was uncertain about was not Rabbi Beit Hillel Beit Shammai, it was rather Bili Ezer Ban Gamliel, whether you're going based on Lekita or Hanata. Again, what is this amounting to? It's amounting to an interpretation in the story of Rabbi Akiva as to what his uncertainty was. What did we fix? We fixed the 15th instead of it being the first. That's the Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda, according to Ravina version. All right, well, that ends our story with Rabbi Akiva. Which one is it? We go by when he pick it. I'm just saying today, what do we do with it? That's a wonderful question. So uh, Morris asks, when it comes to an etrog, I'll go a bit further in a second. When it comes to an etrog today, how will we determine it? Harambam goes lehumra both ways. So in other words, if you're dealing with Shemitah, for example, and you had Hanata prior and Lekita on, or alternatively, you have Hanata on and Lekita afterwards, in both circumstances, Harambam says you have to be noheg bo minhag, Shevi'it, you need to treat it as Shemitah. It's a mahlokit haposkim, ultimately speaking. Harambam, because the Gemara never gives us a conclusion on this. Gemara gives us a mahlokit, Bili Ezer and Ban Gamliel. We don't have a full fledged conclusion. You might say, okay, it's just about etrogim. What about lemons? What about grapefruits? This is what the poskim discuss. At length, specifically in the last 60, 70 years, Hazonish, Rab Shlomo Zalman Arbach, Rab Chaim this is Mahloket and Halakha with regards to in Israel today, both Ma'asrot and certainly with regard to Shemitah, how do we determine all citrus fruits which are similar to Etrogim? The Gemara's whole, the, the Mishnah's deliberation, the Beraita we cited, of Ezer, Ban Gamliel, is only questioning the Halakha with regards to Etrogim because of the nature, it appears. What's the nature? The nature is it's similar to vegetables because you need to water it. Well, apparently, it's a citrus tree like other citrus trees. And as a result, all citrus trees apparently share this characteristic. Should we therefore compare all citrus trees to etrogim? Is etrog just an example? And, you know, they could have mentioned... If they had it, I don't know, grapefruits and lem- lemons, they certainly had and so forth. So that's a discussion, it's a debate. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach in his Minhat Shalomo, if I remember correctly, has the following statement. He says, listen, look at the words of Harambam. Harambam only talks about an etrog. Harambam in his medical letters that we have talks about lemons. Had he wanted to be inclusive of not only etrogim, but other fruits, he would have mentioned lemons. His understanding in turn is this halakha is specifically and only by etrog. Why would you distinguish? I don't know why you distinguish because the rabbis distinguished in that fashion. Harambam for some reason, and that's how he goes la halakha, Shlomo Zaman Arbach, says that this humrah potentially is only relevant to etrog, not to all the other types of fruits that we would have today. Well, anyway, and all the other fruits in turn would be regular fruits. What's that? Well, but forget about jelly. What about when you just pick it off and eat it? If you, if you were to eat it in just a fashion. Nobody eats it in such a fashion? I never had the jelly either, to be honest with you. Yeah. Now we're to Charlie's point. Says Now that we stated that opinion of Rabban Gamliel, again, Rabban Gamliel says that when it comes to an etrog, I don't go based on its ripening, its hanata in the classic fruit sense, but rather I compare it 
uh, vegetables that because based on lekita picking it etroga halikita to isuro kiyerik right that was the statement of Rabban Gamliel says Rabba Baravuna don't suffice with just going based on picking you're telling me it's like a vegetable it's like a vegetable and all matters with regards to maaseh this is Charlie's question earlier Rosh Hashanah shelot tishet period he doesn't even ask us a question he states it unequivocally which runs of course counter to everything we said earlier our whole interpretation earlier with Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda Bishvat was assuming Tu Bishvat was a significant date. It's true you're going based on picking or maybe based on ripening, but Tu Bishvat was accepted. If you're telling me it's like a vegetable, Rabban Gamliel, you're telling me it's like a vegetable in all matters. What's the logic by fruit trees, for example, again, to go based on Tetvav or Aleph Bishvat? Because that's the time period we assume the water from the rain went in. You finished the majority of the rain season. We saw it in the Gemara yesterday. But if you tell me this is not a regular fruit tree and it needs sustenance from my own water, so then why should you, it sounds a little arbitrary that you're going based on Tetvav Bishvat, says Rabba Baravuna, you're not, you're going based on Aleph Petishre, says the Gemara, we can't accept that Metive, we have a question from Veraitar, Bishimon ben Al-Azhar Omer, Liket Etrog Erev Tetvav Bishvat, what are we dealing with in Etrog, you picked an Etrog on the eve, this is a Beraita, keep in mind, Rabba Baravuna is an Emora, long after the time of Mishnayot and Beraitot, if you have counter evidence from a beraita, it means you're knocking him out. What does the beraita say? We already see the words. We are, without seeing anything more, we already know we're knocking him out. If you picked it on the eve of, in other words, before sunset, on the 15th of Shivat, it's before the sun sets to bring in and then once nightfall arrives, once the sun sets, the next day, that night of Tetvav Bishvat, Instead of partying with your family and eating the fruits, you go out and you pick them. You're not going to take ma'asir and tinuma from one picking, meaning the one before sunset, to the picking afterwards. They're separate years. Clearly, before we read onward and just flesh out the whole halakha, not like Rabbah Baravuna, not like the suggestion of Charlie, although it's logical to go in that direction to say it's like Yerik in its entirety. Apparently, it's not so. We're going to go based on the kita, the picking, but we're not nonetheless going to give this a hybrid status instead, but we go based on fruits with regards to the date of Tetvav Bishvat, as I've mentioned on many occasions. Etrog, well, I always mention the context of Judaism, but we'll mention in the context of Etrog, if it's the most beautiful fruit, so it's going to in some way resemble us, is it not? It's confused. It's uncertain whether it's a fruit or a vegetable, much as we are somewhat uncertain. as like a tomato. Abraham, yeah, like a tomato, if you say so. Tomato, we'd also... <laughs> but Am Yisrael, from the days of Abraham, are both Ger and Toshav. We both belong and our strangers in our lands. We always have that split identity. I grew up with it, was I Sephardic or Ashkenazic, but we live it, we live the Shemini Atzeret, it's a regel bifne atzma, we talked about this earlier in the Gemara, or is it a part of the Hag of Sukkot? It's the Hol Mu'ed reality, it's both Hol and Mu'ed. This is the dialectic, this is the dichotomy that a true member of Am Yisrael lives with. It's a struggle, we live in the real world while at the same time being distinguished and separate to discuss to debate, am I an American Jew or Jewish American, means that I'm both. I'm not certain exactly which way I would phrase it, we might debate, but we are both. We are both involved with the world and at the same time very much committed to Torah. It's the vision of the Torah for humanity, is it not? In Perik Alpha of Bereshit, Adam is commanded 
to fill the world and to conquer it, and so forth. It means to be, in the words of Rabbi Salvechik, majestic man. You're the one who's building the hospitals, who's bettering the world. You're placed in a garden. Build your community. Be a little bit less inclusive and involved in the world, but build your community, your nucleus. That's who we are. That's what the etrog is, is it not? It's a little bit confused. On the one hand, it fits into the fruit family. On the other hand, it's a bit different. It's like the Yerik as well. And Etrog, much as who we are, has a split identity, taking the best from both worlds. If you ask me, we have to. It's the challenge of being able to properly balance. It says the Beraita again, so you picked a little before sunset and a little after sunset, fifteenth. Each of those stockpiles needs to be separated, and you can't use one to tithe from the other. As we mentioned earlier, each year gets its own particular and specific status. You can't be able to play the math game of, I picked that much last year, I'll just handle it from this year, or vice versa. It must be your crop from each year distinguished, the ma'asir coming from that. Similarly, if it's the third year going into the fourth year, meaning in the Shemitah process, Erev 15 I picked. That status of those fruits, what type of ma'asir am I going to give? Ma'asir ani. The status of the fruits that I picked after sunset is going to be ma'asir sheni. That's going to be year four. Shilishit ma'asir ishonu ma'asir ani. Right, the third year, meaning before sunset, is going to be status of my second ma'asir will be ma'asir ani. We know the third and sixth year is going to the poor people. Rivi'it, the fruit that I picked afterwards. In contrast, ma'asir ishonu ma'asir sheni. Period. So that's it. Says the Gemara. I'll prove against you, Rabba Baravuna. Rabba Baravuna. What you told us just a moment or two ago, you told us that if I follow the opinion of Rabban Gamliel, that I go based on picking, I compare it to a Yerik on all matters with regards to this issue. Not only tit, not only the picking, but also Aleph Betishre being the cutoff. Man shamat la le de azil batal lechita. Man means who? Shamatle, did we hear, did we learn about, whose opinion is we go based on picking? Who ever heard of going based on picking? We always go based on picking only by, by vegetables. It's only the opinion, says the Gemara, of Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel is the rabbi who told us we go based on picking. And nonetheless, what is the Beraita, black on white state for us? Katane Shevat. Clearly, Shivat is our cutoff date with regards to an etrog shri. So although, as I mentioned, it seems to defy logic, how are you on the one hand considering it a vegetable, but at the same time considering it a fruit to the extent that I'm going to say vegetable based on picking because I'm considering it based on the water which I put into it. On the other hand, I'm going based on tetvah bishvat, based on the rainwater. It defies logic. It's a difficult sell over here. The answer is kachol. That's the way we work. Says the Gemara, Ela rather it cannot be that Rabba Baravuna in the first place ever made such a bold statement that will go based on Aleph Betishre. It can't be that he made the Charlie suggestion. Why not? Because it's against the Beraita and the Beraita might be logical but it's against the Beraita. Rather if that statement was indeed said in the Midrash and we're citing it and it's years afterwards when the Gemara is composed Rabba Baravuna is no longer in front of us for us to turn to him and ask him what is it you 
said because we misheard it maybe. We're rather going based on tradition, based on what the students repeated or whatever. Says the Gemara, it can't be that he stated that. It must have been like this. It must have been like this. Even though the Amara Ban Gamliel etroga harket lekitakiyerik, his statement was an afalgav, as I told you yesterday. Afalgav is an apology. Afalgav means even though. In other words, he's apologizing. Even though I'm considering an etrog like a yerik, like a vegetable, with regards to picking it, because I know that I need to give it some of my own water. I need to give it some water from the river, whatever it is. And nonetheless, afalgav rosh shanash eloshivat. Rabbi is, as an Ashkenazi would say, punktfakert. He's saying the opposite. His direction over here is to apologize for the fact that although I consider it like a vegetable, nonetheless, it has fruit status nonetheless with regards to ma'aser cutoff, meaning shevat as opposed to tishrei. Says the Gemara, all right, I got it all. I want to just nitpick on one more issue, says the Gemara. That beraita you cited to me and you were explaining to me from that beraita something in the context of that rabbah barafuna. Okay, that's out of my mind now, but I want to just pay attention to one specific detail over there. The detail when you were giving me the example beraita on the bottom of dafyo dale damudbet, you gave me the example of you're going from year three into year four, right? We said you picked it on the eve of the 15th of Shabbat of year three, and you're going into year four. We've been playing with these numbers throughout. We've always been saying, uh, if you're dealing with year three, but we haven't really done three and four for good reason. We've, for example, the Beraitan Daf Yod Beta Mutbet, which the Gemara will cite right now, did year two into year three. It's just a funny thing. And as you're trying to contrast, you're trying to build a difference between year three and the years around it. Year three is the poor person year. That's when you give it to the poor people. Uh, year one and two are the years in which you give it to yourself. Year four and five as well. But if I'm to now say it's going from one year into the next year, I would probably start in year two. I would say from year two, I picked it on the eve of the 15th. And then the 15th was year three. It's a technical detail, but it's funny to tell this story, a theoretical story, as year three and four. If I'm, if I'm building for you a story and trying to teach you the halakha, just, Rabbi, why'd you go to year three and four? Talk about year two and three, which is in fact what we saw already on Daf Yod Bet Amud Bet. How come when it came to vegetables in the Beraitan, Yod Bet Amud Bet, you talked about year two and three, which was the easy way to talk about it. When it came to Etrog, and you gave him the same halakha, of course, and different, uh, different spin on it, because it's Tetvav Bishvat, you talked about year three and four. That's the question of the Gemara. My shena, why is it that it's different? Shena milashon shone. Why is it different? Hatam, hatam is sham earlier, and you see the little aleph on the side tells you on the top right hand corner. Le'el earlier, yod bet amud bet. You don't have a letter. Really? Okay. Well, how do you like that? De katane, mine does. De katane that it says im hayetashenia nichneset lashelishit. Why is it that in the story, which was told in the Beraita earlier on, Yod Bet Amud Bet, theoretical story, but the Halakha, you went from year two to three in order to build this contrast. And again, it's nitpicking, but it's comparing, and comparing for good reason. You're overreading it. I mean, come on, these are two statements in a very similar context for no good reason 
uh, shifting the years and teaching the same type of thing. Says the Gemara, it was a side point, not such a significant one, but an interesting one nonetheless. Milta means a matter, an issue. Agav orhe, gav of course means a back, so it means on the back of its way. In other words, by the way, kamashma'lan, it's teaching us. In other words, says the Gemara, this was not to teach you a fundamental, it was to teach you by the way, which any good educator knows. That's why we know it with our children, certainly as well. When you're teaching a lesson, you don't just teach the lesson that's played. And you throw in other tidbits, you throw in other issues, which is a hard thing to come to, but that's what distinguishes the greats from the good, right? In other words, if you're just teaching one lesson with a singular direction, you might get across that information. If you can at the same time throw in a tidbit there and something else about another issue and be able to bring them all together in some way or fashion, that's what marks greatness. That's what the Gemara says over here. If the issue really is, okay, you could have done two or three, three and four. The reason we contrasted, we did two and three over there and three over here, three and four over here, teach you a side issue, an issue that has no halachic bearings other than Agriculturally, you should know how etrog trees work. Says the Gemara, the etrog kashya le yada. The way it works on etrog trees are, it's very sensitive to our hands. Aideh means since, and since on the Shiv'it, on the seventh year, everybody's hands are all over your trees. What do you mean everybody's hands? On the seventh year, of course, your trees are hefkeh, which means anybody could walk in and touch it and pick and play with it or whatever. Kids are on your trees, adults are picking, they're testing it, they're smelling it or whatever. The way it works with an etrog tree is you wouldn't talk about year two going into year three because since people touched it so much on the seventh year, it'll now take one, two, three years for it to bring forth fruit. Why so? It's sensitive and you touched it so much, you contaminated it with your germs and you're climbing and whatever. As a result, so it's just a side point. That's the way etrog trees work. When you're dealing with a vegetable plant, a vegetable plant, there's nobody climbing on it, nobody touching it. It's regrowing every year. As a result, you'll have a growth on year two and on year three. When it comes to an etrog tree, you're never going to have such a thing. Since it's out in your field on year, on year seven and everybody's touching it, it won't grow then until year three. <sighs> Because it's, uh, as the Gemara says, kashyal leyada, hands are difficult on it. It has a sense. Two to three was by vegetable plants, by tomato plant, by a cucumber plant. Over there, there is nothing to touch. There is nothing to touch. Vegetable plants regrow, they regenerate every year. That's how I understand this. And etrog is a tree. Vegetables, by definition, they die out and then they regenerate. So you touched it on the seventh year, that's what happens every year, then it falls. So I would have known that when I read that, but I didn't until the Gemara explained You were supposed to pick up on it. You were supposed to ask this question, you were supposed to call, I don't know. For the first three years, so I guess you got to get from outside of Israel. That's a great question. I don't know. Jeffrey says, if you're telling me that generally, first and foremost, it's generally, but if you're telling me generally speaking, the first three years, there's no growth, so then you didn't have an etrog for the first three years, in Israel at least. I mean, so the answer is one of two things. Either it's just a lot more expensive and you had to find it, you know, it was much more difficult. Or alternatively, and still, a lot more expensive, you're taking it from outside. Great point, I didn't even think like that. Says the Gemara, The Gemara says there's a question, we're nearing the end of our Ma'asrot and Terumot and Zira'im issues, because we have... Just another amud and a half, so make sure you take it all in now. Says the Gemara, Ba'amin Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan had a question which he posed to Rabbi Anai. Etrog, when we deal with an etrog, Rosh Hashanah, Shelo Emat. 
What is the Rosh Hashanah? What's the cutoff date? Amale Shevat. He said, Shevat. I mean, did you learn that Mishnah? Bet Shammai, Bet Hilel. Did you sing the song? Did you have your Tu Bishvat party? I mean, Shevat, of course. Here's my question, says Rabbi Yohanan. Shevat de Chodashim or Shevat de Tkufa? When I deal with Shevat, am I dealing with Shevat, which calls Chodashim? Chodesh, by definition, means new. You should keep that in mind. New is, I mean, in life you should keep it in mind, which means it renews itself. What renews itself every month? Of course, it's the moon. So when we mention Dehodashim, we mean with regards to the moon. So I go based on Shavat as we would describe Shavat when you get to the month of Shavat, which is determined based on the lunar calendar. Or alternatively, should I go based on Tikufa? What does Tikufa mean? Tikufa means seasons. Now, before, to take your mind out of Jewish life, take your mind out of Mishnah. I say to you, this is a fascinating thing right here. I say to you, we have, in, I, I turn to a non-Jewish person, I say, you know, in our tradition, we have cutoffs. And when it comes to trees, it's different than vegetables and so forth. They say, oh, really? Tell me about that. I say, well, when it comes to trees, I cite him the Gemara, if I'm teaching a non-Jew Torah, all right, you know, assuming. Uh, uh, he's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, I'm trying to find the kosher situation. I was going to say a gay, if not, it doesn't work any better. A, a Jew is a So I'm teaching a Jew. I'm trying to teach him Torah. I got him the Gemara over here. And I said to him, well, it goes based on uh, the watering season. And so oh, that makes a lot of sense. So how do you determine that? Of course, every year to determine when the water season is. I said, no, 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 we go based on the month of Shivat. He said, I don't understand. Sometimes the month of Shivat will be in different debate. If you're going based on the lunar calendar, that's not directly parallel with the seasons at all times. We try to calibrate as much as we can. Specifically this year, uh, well, it's a little bit later, but specifically this year when you reach a Shana Me'oberet, a leap year, where our assumption is, especially classic historical, Historically, the seasons are going to be a little off. So, of course, the answer should be you're not going based on Shivat of the lunar calendar. That's nonsense. I'm, I'm saying that as devil's advocate. Of course, you should go based on seasons. The answer is you go based on the month. You go based on the month of the moon? That's ludicrous. You told me everything's based on the seasons, based on the rain, all that sort of business. But that's the answer without any explanation. Tosafot in the top left-hand corner, the second one says Tosafot. Let's be honest. Bishul means the ripening. The ripening of the fruit goes based on the sun, not on the moon. We know that. Seasons are determined based on the sun. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. Nonetheless, Ahalachaya Shene'emar, the pasuk in Parashat, uh, what's that? Parashat Vezot Beracha. I know this from that uh, talks about Megat Vot Shemesh. It seems to be no. Gerish Yerachim. It's 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 by Yosef. There's a derasha from the pasuk that you should go based on our lunar month. The pasuk says you're going based on Yerachim. That's how we're determining this? I thought it's going based on science. The and furthermore, concludes Tosafot, Yisraelim, if you're an Israelite, if you're a Jew, Monin Levana, we count based on the lunar calendar. Mahabruk, you go based on the lunar calendar. But this is dependent upon science, is it not? That's the statement of Tosafot. It makes it even more cryptic. Because Tosafot just says, yes, eat it and live with it. So there's a very famous statement of Hatam Sofer, which I will not purport to understand, but I will, I will present it to you, because it's a fascinating thought. 
I can't prove it. I can't anything other than present it to you. Hatam Sofer suggests based on this and several other circumstances in Gemara that at the very least the Hachamim's vision was that the way the world works is based on our halacha system. To the extent that science will adjust itself based on our determinations of the calendar. So in turn, if we determine Tu Bishvat is the cutoff date, but it's not going to calibrate with regards to the rain, guess what? It will. What are you talking about? It will. Am Yisrael are the determiners of that to the extent that you'll have halachic circumstances. For example, there's a classic example. I go with a child based on when they're 13 years old with regards to their bar mitzvah. That's a very nice determination. What if it's shana me'uberet? Which means to say, if I'm going based on days, maturity, physical maturity, I should determine it as a month earlier. Maybe if there were two shana me'uberet, it's two months earlier. And in turn, the distinction of a child who's bar mitzvah is in terms of, uh, of, of maturity growth. He needs to have pubic hairs. That's the halacha. But I'm going to determine, I'm going to assume he has them or doesn't have them based on the lunar calendar. Go based on just count the days, just determine it. And the halacha dictates that our understanding of his physical stature is based on our determination of the month. It's another one of those circumstances. Fascinating statement. I wish I could tell you I could explain it further, but at the very least, you have such a beginning to, be, to think about in this context. Baruch Amen, Amen.